Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Tremendous spirit of the Lord about him. Matthew 1.18 now. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put, away, put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name, what? Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. He called his name Jesus. For a little while this morning, I want to preach a message with this title. It all begins and ends with a name. It all begins and ends with the name. Thank you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Oh, God, help us to have sharp minds today. Help us to have open ears today. Help us, Lord, to receive your word in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you really ready? Okay, because this is going to be as fast as I can talk it. Amen. Probably as fast as I can talk it. All of Christian doctrine begins and ends with a name. In the world of advertising, product sales and merchandising is all about the brand. The brand. Amen. Long hours are spent. Millions of dollars are invested in the branding of products. I'm going to name just a few products. This is Sunday school class, so you get to participate today. Okay. I'm going to name for you a few products and you see if when I simply call their names, if there isn't a mental image that forms in your mind due to what you've seen or heard about that product over the last span of time. Ready? Rolex. Mercedes-Benz. Oh, Lord, just let that dream come true. I don't need the Rolex with that Mercedes 
Benz, that'd be cool. Hallelujah. Cadillac. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola got so brash that they said Coca-Cola was the real thing. I know better. Jesus is like Coke. Or Coke is like Jesus, perhaps. Because Jesus is the real thing. Kellogg's. Kellogg's. Now you, two of you got it. Try this side. Kellogg's. Somebody said it ain't cornflakes unless it's Kellogg's. I'll guarantee you when I said Kellogg's, somebody's mind was flashing and they saw, they saw that, 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 that picture on the front of that white Kellogg's box. I did. I did, and I don't even eat Kellogg's cornflakes. In fact, I don't eat nobody's cornflakes. I'm not old enough. I'm not old enough to eat cornflakes at night. Right? Right? Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Just say, time out. I'm not on the clock on this, okay? I'm not on the clock on this. Two, two, two elderly sisters, they were, they were sisters, and they were, they were real close sisters. They loved each other. And they, they talked to each other every day, and, and, and one, of them, one of them's name was Margaret we'll say, and Margaret passed away, and, and uh, just very shortly that, thereafter, her, her sister Mary passed away, and uh, they got to heaven. They got to heaven, and they was walking around heaven, and they was ooing and on about all the stuff, and they were old, I'm talking about older than dirt, you know what I'm saying? They was older than dirt. And they was walking around heaven, and that, of course, in, the, in heaven, they got new eyes, and they could see everything, and and they got new legs and feet so that they could walk. Their knees wasn't hurting anymore. Their arthritis wasn't bothering them anymore. And they were, man, they were just two young chicks, you know, in heaven. And they was walking around just looking at, at the golden gate and, and the walls of Jasper. And, oh, wow, Margaret, isn't this awesome? This is beautiful, isn't it? Mary said, oh, my goodness, I've never seen anything like this in all my life. Margaret looked at Mary and said, you know what, Mary? She said, we could have got here 25 years so, uh, sooner if we hadn't eat all that oat bran. <laughs> Kellogg's cornflakes, right? Uh, now, I, I, I can see this real quickly. Brother Mason, I imagine you can too. Steinway. Steinway. That's not a car. That's not a guitar. That's a piano. Steinway. Apple computers. And we could go on and on all morning, but you got to eat sometime, don't you? But you get the picture. When you say the name, you attach that name to a visible image that somebody has put up on a magazine, on a TV, on a billboard. And, and you know that because of the branding. The branding. The branding of that particular product causes us to remember it. Now all of Christian theology, all of Christian doctrine, and all of Christian's 
practices find their center in and around one name. And that name is? We don't know who wrote this, but it bears repeating this morning. Almost 2,000 years ago, there was a man born contrary to the laws of life. This man lived in poverty and was reared in obscurity. He did not travel extensively. Only once did he cross the boundary of the country in which he lived. That was during his childhood exile. This man possessed neither wealth nor influence. His relatives were inconspicuous and he had neither training nor formal education. In infancy, though, he startled a king. In childhood, he puzzled the doctors. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature. And he walked upon the billows as if they were pavement. And he hushed the sea to sleep. He healed the multitudes without medicine. And he made no charge for his service. He never wrote a book, and yet all the libraries of the country could not hold the books that have been written about him. He never wrote a song, and yet he has furnished the theme for more than all the songwriters combined. He never founded a college, but all the schools put together cannot boast of having as many students. He never practiced medicine, and yet he has healed more broken hearts than all of the doctors far and near. And every, every, every seventh day, the wheels of commerce cease their turning, and multitudes upon multitudes wind their way to worshiping assemblies to pay homage and respect to him. The names of the past proud statesmen of Greece and Rome have come and gone. The names of the past scientists, philosophers, and theologians have come and gone. But the name of this man abounds more and more. Though time has spread 2,000 plus years between the people of this generation and the scene of his crucifixion, yet he still lives. You know why he still lives? Because Herod could not destroy him and the grave could not hold him. He stands in heavenly glory proclaimed by God to be the living personal Christ who is our Lord and our Savior. What is his name? His name is Jesus. It all begins and ends with a name. In Luke 1.35, he is called the Son of God. Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. And in the four Gospels, the same word overshadowed is used three times to describe the glory which was about the Lord Jesus Christ. At these three times in his life, at his baptism, at his suffering, and at his sacrifice, a voice was heard from heaven identifying him. I want you to notice something. God's glory shines brightest. God's glory shines brightest at the turning point 
of our lives. At the turning points of our lives is when God's glory will shine the brightest. His baptism was a turning point. His suffering was a turning point. His sacrifice on Calvary was a turning point. And at all three of those important times, God showed up. God showed up and identified him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This was a turning point also in the life of Mary. The child within her was called the son of God. St. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. St. John 1.14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. St. John 1.18 says, No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Jesus, Jesus often identified himself as the Son of Man. Meaning that he was born of a woman and he's truly flesh and blood. But Jesus is also called the Son of God, which means that he was the incarnate one born of God. Well, listen, the invisible God becomes visible through Jesus Christ. I said the invisible God becomes visible through Jesus Christ. The Son of God is the image, the express image, if you will, of the invisible God. Hebrews chapter one, verse one through three says, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. It all begins and it all's going to end with a name. Open that for me please. We, we do well. I said we do well to remember that there is only one person of God. There's only one person of God. Not two, not three. There is only one God. Not many gods. Jesus Christ is the image of of that one true and living God. If you believe the word this morning, clap your hands and shout yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All of the fullness. Now why didn't he just say the fullness of the Godhead? 
Paul didn't say the fullness of the God. He said all the fullness. I guess it was because the word had already said that he was God that filleth all in all. Huh? All the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily, B-O-D-I-L-Y, bodily or in a body form. In whom? In Jesus. So in a practical sense, when we call Jesus the Son of God, we are saying then, since he dwells in a bodily form, you and I, oh, oh, let me see. Brother, would you just turn around, stand up, turn around, just stand up, turn around. I just want to check something out this morning. I want to check something out. I want to feel right here and right here. And I don't feel any angelic wings growing. Huh? Sit down now. You didn't come floating in here unseen to everybody. You come in here stake, sticking your hand out, shaking hands with folks. You're not a spiritual creature yet. Huh? All of the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily in Jesus Christ. So since he had a body, since he had a body, we are saying that God knows what we now are going through. Did not the scripture say that he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin? I'm glad this morning that God's already been where I'm going. I said, God's already been where I'm about to go. He has already suffered. He has already struggled. And he cares for me. He cares for you. This Jesus is also called by another name that clarifies the first name. Jesus, listen to this now. Don't let me knock you off your, off your, off your pedestal here or off your feet. Jesus is not God light, L-I-T-E. You know, they used to have a uh, uh, Pepsi light. Jesus is not some lighter version. He's not some cut down version. He's not some whittled up version of God. He is not a junior member of the deity. He's not a junior member of the deity. He is the totality of deity. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Even though, even though he may be called Son, he is God with us. Matthew 1, 23, we've already read it. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. In Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah prophesied of a time when men would cry, Emmanuel, God with us. The angel told Joseph, in effect, that that day is today. That day is today. Bethlehem's baby is God with us. Their, their interpretation of Emmanuel was God with us. 
But now let's, let's stop for a moment. And let me tell you something. An interpretation is just that. It is an interpretation. It is what you see him as. But there is a difference between translation and interpretation. You may already know this. A translation is when you take a word and you translate it exactly from one language to another language, right? What it is in this language is going to be something close to that, very, very close to that in the other language, okay? The word of the Lord said, this being interpreted, not translated. Stay with me. We'll get on the horse here in a minute. If you accurately translate, not interpret, if you translate the word Emmanuel, it is divided in three sections. M, a new L. M, a new L. And when you put those three into our language, it does not say God with us. That's their interpretation. The translation is with us God. With us God. That's what M a new L means. With us God. Not God with us. Elder Johnny James said God loves us so much he didn't even want a preposition to get between us. Uh, he didn't even want a preposition to get, get between us. He said it's with us God. Jesus. Jesus is with us God. With us God. Oh come on now. Come on now. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, he was God above us. In the Gospels, he was God with us. From the book of Acts to the present day, he is God in us. Isaiah said, Isaiah said that the child born would have a glorious name. His name would be called Wonderful, which is a marvelous thing or a wonder. His name would be called Counselor, which means an advisor, a deliberator, a helper in our adversity. His name would be called Mighty God, which means powerful, warrior, champion, valiant. His name would be called Everlasting Father, which means without end or the eternal one. His name would be called Prince of Peace, which would be mediator, governor or ambassador of peace. The word incarnation. The word incarnation is not a bad word. It is a good word. Even though it scares a lot of people. Because incarnation literally means E-N-F-L-E-S-H-M-E-N-T. In flesh meant. It refers to a person who is the material manifestation of an entity whose original nature, well, whose original nature is immaterial. God is a spirit. I thought you might get it. If 
I gave you the first little pssst. God is a spirit. Right? A spirit hath not flesh and bone. But in order for God to do for us what we needed God to do for us, that spirit had to have a body. And it had to have a sinless body. Well, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So God was manifested in the flesh. He became the infleshment. Jesus became the infleshment of God. Simply put, simply put, what had been unseen can now be seen. Jesus is God with us, or he is with us God. I'm about, I'm about halfway there. How about it? We find another name. We find another name to describe Jesus in Luke 2, 10 and 11. When he said, and the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Call him Christ the Lord. Call him Christ the Lord. The word Christ, of course, is the Greek word for Messiah, which means the anointed one. Bethlehem's child, Bethlehem's child was not merely a prophet. He was the much longed for Messiah. All the way back in the Garden of Eden, after man had sinned, God promised the serpent in Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. Jesus Christ is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. Well, I hate to, hate to mess with your politics today, Obama is not the Messiah. They thought he was. They were praying to him like he was. They've been bowing to him like he was. But he's not the Messiah. Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ, is the Messiah. He came. He came on the express mission to do what? to crush the serpent's head. What did he do? He came to destroy the works of the destroyer. He was called the Christ, the Lord, which means that Jesus is more than some kind of an Elijah figure. He is divine. When Jesus was 12 years old, he silenced the doctors confounding them with his knowledge. He did the same thing during his earthly ministry with this question that is found in Mark chapter 12, verses 35 through 37. And Jesus answered and said, while he taught in the temple, how say the scribes that Christ is the son of David? For David himself said by the Holy Ghost, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou on my right hand, till I make thy, thine enemies thy footstool. David therefore himself called him Lord, and whence, he's, whence is he then his son? 
and the common people heard him gladly. There's only one way. There's only one way that the son born of David is also the one David worshiped. So there's only one way that the one born of David, which was Jesus Christ, is also the one that David worshiped. What is that then? How is that way? David's son and David's Lord are one and the same. David's son and David's Lord are one and the same. Jesus is the son of David, but he's also Christ. He's also Christ the Lord. Jesus is worthy of worship and adoration. Simon Peter believed that. He cried, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Thomas, even old Doubting Thomas, believed it too. He cried, my Lord and my God. But the important question for you and I today is this. Do we believe it? It all begins and it all ends with a name. I've got one final name for you to consider today. Why don't we just call him Jesus? Why don't we just call him Jesus? For Jesus is the anglicized Latin form of Joshua. What does that mean? What does that name mean? It means Jehovah who saves. Well, glory. It means Jehovah who makes free. Has anybody been set free this morning? By the name of Jesus. It means Jehovah. It means Jehovah who makes safe. It means Jehovah who gives liberty. It means Jehovah who delivers. It means Jehovah who rescues. It means Jehovah who defends. It means Jehovah who preserves. It means Jehovah who gains the victory. Why don't we just call him Jesus? All of the fullness. In the Old Testament, there were at least seven, there were really many more than that, but there were at least seven major Jehovah names for God. When Jesus came, he said, I'll just, I'll just be all of that. I'll just be all of that wrapped up in one. Jehovah who saves. Jehovah who brings peace. Jehovah who makes safe. Jehovah who delivers. Jehovah who gives liberty. Jehovah who rescues. Jehovah who defends. Jehovah who preserves. And Jehovah who gains victory. In the name of Jehovah, Moses saved his people from Egypt. At the burning bush, God revealed his name to be Jehovah. I am that I am. I am that I am. These five words are formed from four Hebrew consonants. One of them Y-O-D, the second one is H-E-H, V-A-V, and H-E-H again. Because the name was considered to be so holy, and since there were no vowels indicated in it, people did not know how to pronounce the name. But when, well, glory. But when the angel spoke to Mary, I said, when the angel spoke to Mary, it all came together. I said, it all came together because God clarified it for everybody. He said, call his name Jesus. Jehovah has become 
our salvation. Mary, Mary, call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The songwriter whose name is Martha Munizi wrote in her song, Say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. There's no other name I know. A name that can calm your fears. It is a name that can dry your tears. It is a name that can wipe away your pain. So when you don't know what else to pray, when you can't find another word to say, just say the name. Say the name. Say the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The angel said to Joseph, call his name Jesus. The angel said to Mary, call his name Jesus. It all begins and it all ends with a name. Jesus is God's saving name. According to Acts chapter 4 verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the highest name. Jesus is God's powerful name. Jesus is God's forgiving name. Acts chapter 2 Verse 38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, what power there is in that matchless name. Oh, what power there is in that matchless name. It all begins and it will end with a name. You know why I know? Because the Bible says, before it's all over, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. What are they going to confess? That Jesus Christ is Lord. It's going to end with a name. It's going to end with a name, just like it began with a name. In the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 as you stand this morning Jesus tells the disciples that they would receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon them. At the beginning of this message today I talked about being overshadowed by the Spirit. Right? Overshadowed by, by the Spirit. Here in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it is happening again on the day of Pentecost. And ladies and gentlemen, it is still happening today. It is still happening today. And if you haven't been overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, if the presence of God hasn't overshadowed you and you felt His presence so strong that you couldn't speak in your language anymore, hallelujah, there's something overpowering about the power of God. There's something overpowering about the saving name of Jesus. 
once you've repented, once you've been to water in the, in the baptistry in the name of Jesus Christ, then you have the promise. You have the promise over the, for the overshadowing power of His Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. How does it come? How does it come? Through the name. Through the name. I'm glad for the name today. I'm glad it starts and it ends with a name. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes right now. Lift a hand, at least one if it's possible. Close your eyes and lift a hand and say, Jesus. Jesus, all over this building, Jesus, oh my Jesus, 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 there's no other name under heaven whereby we may be saved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.